better. You're wanting to make better choices. So there's just, yeah, there's so much that go along with it. And I think it's just like, it's the, it's the cycle, right? Once you feel better, then you your emotions feel better, you physically feel better, and it's this circle. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Hello, everybody. I'm Robbie Spear Miller, your host for the Hypnosis Show podcast. And today we're welcoming someone who's a holistic health coach and has a special interest in emotions and how they're related to gut health and biochemistry. And that's a really interesting topic because we, we want to understand that and know what we can do to help ourselves with that so that it can dovetail with subconscious changes we're making with hypnosis. So today we have uh, Rochelle Christian here. She's a holistic health coach. She also has a podcast called Emotional Mastery. And so she's going to share all of her experience and wisdom with us to help with this area. So welcome, Rochelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So what would be great is, is if you can start with sharing with people what your personal journey was with all of this, with emotions and your gut and your body and biochemistry, like what got you interested in, in doing this in the first place? Yeah. So my history really starts in, I was in a lot of toxic and I found myself in an abusive marriage. And that's kind of really the start to all of my change, my personal growth. Um, but, you know, I grew up in I just always got the message that like I was wrong. You know, I think a lot of us get that. We get that toxic shame instilled. Like I just, I had no self-worth, no value in myself. Like I had no confidence, all the things. And so I found myself in this marriage and I had lost a job at the time. So I was, you know, I had two kids, just completely miserable in my home life. And I decided to join a gym just to literally get out of my house for like two hours a day, just to get my kids and myself out of the house um, and it just like was this slow, it just kind of released a little bit of the fog, right? I kind of was able to see a little bit clearer my situation. And it just like gave me this slight boost of confidence enough that I was able to just look at myself in the mirror one day. And I was like, I can't do this. I, I'm miserable. I don't want my kids to think that this is normal. Like, I don't want my son to think that he should treat a woman like this or my daughter to think that this is how a man is supposed to treat her. And so, yeah, my ex went for a job interview and I packed up as much as I could and we left. And it was just like a really slow, long journey from there of just really getting to know myself. And because it started in fitness, you know, gradually I began to try and eat better. Um, I was trying to drink less because at the time I was drinking a ton just to be able to get to bed at night, right? Just to be able to soothe myself um, and get to bed. And so I started drinking less. I started eating better. And I just, I felt better overall. My emotions were... I'll say they started going crazy at first because when you don't feel them for so long and then you allow them in, right? But then I learned the tools to self-regulate and then with gut health and all of these tools like physical health, it was just kind of like this hand-in-hand process. Um, and then I came across 
I don't know if, if anyone's familiar with, um, a system called human design. And it's just a synthesis of like astrology, the Chinese I Ching, Kabbalah tree of life, uh, the chakra system and quantum physics. And so I just found it fascinating. And it just kind of like showed me so much about who I was and it really added this self-acceptance piece. So within this, I decided to go to school for gut health, holistic health, and uh, further focus in gut health because I found the gut and emotions that tie so fascinating. Um, and so I, yeah, I just spent 18 months after that getting these certifications and started my podcast, Emotional Mastery, which is all about emotions. And it really started as a space to just use my voice because that was the thing I felt was so stifled throughout my life. I could never speak my truth. I never, I didn't even know my truth. Right. But that's kind of where that started. And now I am also getting a, um, certification Ayurveda to become a practitioner. And so it's just kind of flowed from there. And I just, you know, in learning to self-regulate and learning all these mindfulness tools, um, you know, being able to create better health for myself and just really, really tapping into my body and understanding what actually feels good, what my body needs, when my body's out of sync, you know, it's just, it's very, it's a slow process, but it's just a beautiful unfolding. And so that is basically my story and how I'm just really got into the gut health and emotions. Okay, cool. And so it's, <laughs> it's interesting because as you tell this story, you, real change started to happen when you were physically making different choices and having mm-hmm. physical activity or doing things differently. And from there, you were able to see your possibilities and change your mind. And one of the things that we talk about in hypnosis is that you always want to change physiology first. And when you do that, it's easier to change your mind, Mm -hmm. which is what you did. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you're moving your body, it's emotions are energy in motion, right? So it's like when we actually get to move and shake things up, it really, really does move around that energy and shift it in such a physical way that, yeah, it does. Like I said, it clears that fog a little bit and allows you to be more mentally clear, right? Then you're sleeping better. You're wanting to make better choices. So there's just, yeah, there's so much that go along with it. And I think it's just like, it's the, it's the cycle, right? Once you feel better, then you, your emotions feel better. You're physically feel better. And it's this circle. So and, and the reverse, right? When we don't feel good, we don't make good eating choices. We don't sleep well. So it's like something has to, you have to like stop that pattern somehow. And yeah, for me, it was definitely, definitely moving my body and feeling it physically mm-hmm. with that change. Yeah. Cause your state of mind is a combination of your experiences and all your senses plus your biochemistry. And Mm -hmm. so when you influence biochemistry, it changes your state of mind. And you can also change your state of mind with hypnosis and other experiences from that side of things. Yeah, it's it's a powerful and beautiful process for sure. (laughs) Yeah, great. So um, what I'd love to know more about is what you've learned about how, you know, are there things, wisdom or recommendations you can make around how people can influence their biochemistry and their gut health? so that they can feel healthier. And as I ask this mm-hmm. question, I want to make sure our audience knows that wherever you live, you got to check with somebody who's a licensed person in your area about any nutrition or, or medical advice. We're not doctors. We're not making any, any medical uh, recommendations here. Um, but it's really interesting just to hear about what what's possible so that we have better questions to ask or people can research for themselves what might help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I w- that's exactly how I was going to start, especially when I talk about probiotics and things like that. It's definitely make sure you're checking with your doctor, going to get, if you need to get blood work done, lab work done, get those levels checked before you implement any sort of, um, you know, probiotic or just really, and really tuning into your body and trusting your body. Because I also think 
I believe that our body does know best. And so, yeah, knowing the questions and having the tools, like when you do go to the doctor, knowing what to ask. But I always say like when it comes to gut health, um, you know, we have this like standard of health that we feel. And I think a lot of people think that like headaches, bloating, gas, all of these things are like a normal thing that we all feel, right? And, it, and it's not. Like we don't have to feel these things. We don't have to feel bloated. We don't have to feel gas. We don't have to feel brain fog and headaches. Um, and it really comes down to your gut, right? Like there's so much that relates to your gut. 90% of illnesses are stress-related and stress massively affects the health of your gut. Um, and so really trying, starting to get that in, in sync and, and that working well. And I do recommend probiotics. Again, check with your doctor and check what your levels are. Um, but I personally, I use seed probiotics. There are so many brands out there. Um, I think there's a lot of promises on the labels and things like that. So just kind of doing a little bit of research in that. Um, but you know, when it comes to diet, eliminating sugar is, if you think about your gut as like, uh, like a universe or a town of its own, we have good probiotics and then we have bad probiotics, right? And they all work together and they, it's, it's like, you know, take care of your body and your body will take care of you. It's the symbiotic relationship. So when we're eating sugar specifically, sugar feeds the bad bacteria. And so when you think about it, you know, our body needs sugar, certain sugars, right? Like carbohydrates break down to sugar. But when you're thinking like processed food is sugar, that's how it metabolizes in your stomach. So when you're eating processed food, it's feeding the bad bacteria. When you're having, you know, like just regular refined sugar, it's feeding bad bacteria. So it's really being mindful of, and it's not going to be an overnight change, right? A lot of people, we are physically addicted to the food that we're putting into our body. So it's these slow, manageable, manageable changes. If you drink juice, an easy change is just eliminating juice from your diet. Um, but really paying attention to the amount of sugar that you're having because it isn't everything, right? I mean, even just even as being aware of what I'm eating, I will go through the day and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I eat so much sugar today and you just don't because it's literally in everything. But that is going to be- It's in like sliced bread, which you would never- Oh, it's in everything. Yeah. So I recommend, you know, the ideal diet is a plant-based whole foods diet. And plant-based, I don't mean vegan. You can have like high quality meats in there, but the base of our diet should be like whole grains, legumes, vegetables, fruits, things like that. Um, when babies crave sugar, they're actually craving fruit, just the, their body naturally, they want shoot fruit, but, you know, as, in, as a culture, we'll give them, you know, juice boxes or we give them the cereals and things like that. Um, but if you do, like, if you give a child just fruit, they're completely happy. Like my, my kids, their favorite thing is just frozen strawberries. I buy a bag of frozen strawberries and they just snack on that throughout the day, you know, cause that's, that's what they actually want. So I would say like starting out, like really getting your gut healthy is yeah, probiotics and just like paying attention to the amount of sugar that you put in because our gut creates and stores 90% of our serotonin and that's, that's connected to our emotions, right? So it's like when we're, we have all these bad bacteria, our serotonin levels are out of whack. And so naturally our emotions are going to be out of whack. We cannot self-regulate when our gut is creating a, a, a home that is, is full of bad bacteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as you're describing this, it makes me think it's almost like if you had a garden and you were feeding all the weeds their favorite food and they're growing mm -hmm. everywhere and you were starving all the, the plants that are beautiful and, and that you want in the garden, that that's the kind of dynamic that's happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, it's exactly what it is. 
yeah, so just, yeah, being being mindful of that and starting slow, you know, just whether it's eliminating one thing, um, you know, an elimination diet is great to start with. I don't recommend it long-term because it can be, it can be a lot because you're taking out all of the, um, uh, like allergens, like you're going to take out soy, dairy, uh, meat, eggs, um, beans. So that it, it, essentially you take it away for three weeks and then you slowly add one thing back in at a time. And what it does is it really shows your body what, what your body actually, how it reacts to different foods. Right. I did it a couple years ago. I am vegan. So it was harder for me to be able to, to eliminate all of that. Cause it was leaving me with like, like broccoli you know, <laughs> to eat. <laughs> so I did keep in, um, when I was doing it, I kept in organic tofu or tempeh, things like that. Um, but it really did show me that like, you know, the process, because you know, when you're having soys and everything, especially processed food, there's a lot of soy and processed food. There's a lot of sugar and processed food. There's all these like oils. There are certain things that you can look out for like on nutrition labels. But, um, yeah, I was really noticing when I started adding back things back in, like the processed soy was really irritating my stomach. So now, you know, when I do have things that I want to eat, like I'm not saying to not enjoy food, you know, but within, I think there's a lot of people go by the 80, 20. So 80% 80% should be like a whole foods plant-based diet and 20% can be those like splurge days. Um, but it's just really knowing how your body actually feels and actually reacts to things. So like now when I know, and I have those things, I might not, my mood might not be the best the next day, you know, and it's with awareness. Cause I think a lot of times we don't attribute our moods to what we eat and drink because alcohol is the same thing. Alcohol will affect your mood and it affects it like two days afterwards. So a lot of, a lot of times we don't even realize that it's because of the, what we drank a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. There's like this delayed reaction and then we can come up with all kinds of reasons why that mm-hmm. it's totally unrelated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if we were to do this in an easy way, cause not everybody might be willing to become vegan. Um, mm-hmm. the way that I look at it is that you want to eat food as close to the original form as possible. So when you yes. buy packaged foods, who knows what they did to it or what they put in it. Mm -hmm. If you can eat like basic foods and you, you make your own food, that would be a huge improvement just doing that. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, with plant-based, I'm not saying that you to do it vegan. That's just how I do. But yeah, when you're looking at buying food, like you want, yeah, you want the food to be what it is. So if you're buying chicken, have it be chicken. Don't have a whole bunch of fillers. Don't have a whole bunch of like additives or chemicals or anything like that. Like just, so like when I look at if I'm buying something in a box or if I'm buying something, I want the ingredients. My rule of thumb, my personal rule of thumb is five ingredients or less. And I want to know every single one of them. And if it starts with oil, I put it down because the way that they list out ingredients on the nutrition or on the label is going to be from what's in there the most to what's in there the least. So when you think of like jelly, a lot of times most of jelly is sugar, but they break down sugar into like four different names. So it's almost trying to trick the consumer to think that uh, sugar is not the first ingredient, right? Because they can put it in lesser amounts when they put different forms of sugar in there. So really like just paying attention to that um, of what's actually in our food. But yes, like when we're doing, when we're, whatever we're buying and cooking at home is extremely helpful because then you, not only do you know everything that you're putting into, but like I love cooking because it's, I don't do it as often as I would like to, but cooking can also be a form of mindfulness and meditation, right? Because we're touching the things, we're smelling the things, we're putting it together. And so it just like almost connects us in a different way with our food. And I will say too, a big thing with gut health is like when you, we are eating stressed out, our body only knows how to stress or digest. So if we're eating from a stressed out place or we're eating from an emotional place, our digestion slows down so much that our body doesn't even know to, what to do with the food that it's given. Mm-hmm. But I use the example of like a donut, 
we all know donuts probably aren't the best for us. But if we're eating a donut from a space of just enjoyment, right? We're smelling it, we're tasting it, we're loving it. Our body is going to know from a very calm place what to get rid of and what to absorb. But if we're eating it and we're shaming ourselves because we're eating it and our body's stressed out, or maybe we're eating on the car on the way to work and we have meetings that we're thinking about and all the kids and we're just stressed, our body literally knows, does not know what to do. So it's going to hold on to the things that it shouldn't hold on to and maybe get rid of the things that it should. It's just, it's confused, right? And so having a, like mindfully eating is really, really helpful in allowing our gut and our body to do what it's naturally beautifully built to do. Mm-hmm. And it also helps you be honest with yourself to say, yeah. <laughs> did I really like that donut as much as I thought I would? Yeah. How did it make yeah. me feel for the hours afterwards? And when we pay attention to that, it's a lot easier to realize, hmm, maybe I don't really like it as much as I thought. A lot of people mm-hmm. who eat for emotional reasons, they're not even tasting the food. And they're not, so it's, which is kind of sad. I mean, if you're going to eat a treat, you may as well enjoy every bite Mm -hmm. of it. Um, Yeah. So, and then they don't know how much they're eating because they're, they're trying to eat their feelings instead of Mm -hmm. actually eat food. And then then the impact it has on their, their gut and their biochemistry sends them more in that direction. So one of the Mm -hmm. things you're getting at is being able to learn how to be nice to yourself while you learn, because a lot of people are in this whole guilt thing, guilt and shame about eating the the quote unquote bad foods instead Mm -hmm. of discovering what they're, they prefer. Yeah. And yeah, I recommend like food journaling. And that's part of it too, is like you leaving the the judgment and the guilt and the shame aside, because this is just you and you, you know what I mean? You don't have to share it with anybody. It's just really being honest with yourself and really checking in with how you actually feel. I just, I really try and empower people and advocate to just like really trust yourself and know like, like I, you know, they're, I don't know, let's say like cookies. There's these cookies that I love, right? But I do know that after I don't feel great. So it's like when I eat them, I know I'm not going to feel that way. But I also have the awareness to know that I don't really feel good. So they're not really serving me, right? So if I do want to fully enjoy the taste of them and the and savor all of that, then that's one thing, right? And, and enjoy it in the moment. But then, you know, just taking that extra second before I consume something to really be like, okay, is this going to serve me? Is this going to feel good? Is it worth it? Um, and yeah, a lot of us do eat for emotional reasons and we don't want to think about it, right? That's why we're doing it. We're doing it just to like fill space or to numb out, whether you're using alcohol or drugs or food or social media, right? We all have these things. And so it's like, what can we replace it with, right? Like what can we do in those moments, finding those small tools to be able to do that, like a healthier, replacing it with something that's healthier than, than the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So people are trying to get another benefit that has nothing to do with the food. So mm-hmm. maybe they're numbing out or they're eating their emotions or they're distracting in some way, or mm-hmm. some people do it to bond with other people, right? Like they, they bond over mm-hmm. eating chips in front of the TV at night with their partner or whatever. Um, so acknowledging what you're getting out of it beyond the actual food can be really helpful because then you can find other ways to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are using it to bond, you can choose, you know, better options or, or yeah, find different, find different tools to have that, um, bonding. And I, I've recently, I'm, I am going through a process or breaking a relationship with alcohol. I'll say that. Um, and it is like, I found that, yeah, I love to go out to eat. Right. But when I go out to eat, it's always, it's always been paired with a glass of wine. So it's like finding those things now that, isn't that, or just not putting myself in that situation because 
I believe it was um, James Clear who wrote Atomic Habits. In there, he said, you know, we look at people who, you know, have broken addictions or who strive for certain things or reach goals. Um, and then we think like they're, you know, they have such strong willpower. They're so strong and all these things. And the thing is they don't put themselves in situations where they will be weak, right? Like they, they have the awareness to know like, Hey, if I go to this party or if I go to this bar, this restaurant, I'm going to do the thing that I don't want to do. So I'm just not going to put myself in that situation. And I think that's really important because I think we look at people and we're like, Oh, well, it's just cause you're so strong. Right. And it's not mm-hmm. even necessarily that they, they do have this like massive inner strength, right? Like they do, but they just know better than to put themselves in those situations. And it can be the same with food, right? So if you're trying to feel better and do better and it's, and you know, if you go to, you know, whatever place, because we, we run on habit, right? Our mind likes to know that we like to do the same thing over and over because it's comfort and our mind knows, right? So it's really, it's hard to break those patterns. So it's just to finding something else to do in that. Yeah, or or you can use hypnosis and make it easier yeah. those birth patterns. Because <laughs> one of the yes. things that we teach people is how to realize that they actually prefer uh, eating healthy or they prefer moving their body. Even people who used to hate exercise can discover that they actually enjoy it. But it, willpower is not very powerful. If you have a fight between your subconscious and your willpower, your subconscious will win every single time. So it's not always practical to say, well, I'm never going to eat at a restaurant again, or I'm never going to go to a party again, right? Or sometimes Mm -hmm. people need to be in these situations for work or with their family. So how can we use our subconscious minds to actually make the choices we prefer is something that we do. We help people with a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you do. I love hypnosis. I, I love, like, you know, we've talked before you, we, I interviewed you for my podcast and I just, I'm so fascinated with the science behind it and the subconscious and all those things. So yeah, that is absolutely a tool to use in order to like reprogram that and rewire that. Um, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Movement is really helpful. Um, in medit- I'm, I'm a huge fan of meditation just in the sense of having that peace that thing that in that moment, when you want to do one thing, you can really just like tap in and clear out a little bit. Um, and it just really just brings you back to you. I just, I'm a, I, I'm a huge, I just really empower, like I said, I really empower people to like know themselves and get to know their bodies. So those are like big tools for me, um, aside from the physical food that we're eating and in, you know, the things that we're consuming and, and probiotics and all of those things. I just really think like getting to know yourself, like, so journaling, meditation, movement, um, whether you have a spiritual practice community, uh, just all these things like really help you get into this like space that you can just, yeah, know how you're actually feeling. Right. And then we can just kind of, it helps you regulate your emotions. And like you said, the start is like, it's, it's easier to do that when you're feeling better through physical movement, through a better diet, through, you know, um, and it, you know, it doesn't ever, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think a lot of people, even when you think about fitness, right, people work out for like a week or two and they get really frustrated that there's no change. And I think it's important to like redefine what movement means and what that means or looks like to each individual, because not everybody's going to go out there and pick up 40 pound weights and hit the gym for an hour. You know, some people like to do yoga or walk or run or, you know, just some other gentle movement. So I think that's really important is to like really ask yourself like what that looks like for you and be intuitive with it, right? Like I think we get really structured on things and when we can just like listen to what our body needs, especially if you're a woman, right? 
you, we go through cycles through our menstrual phases. And sometimes during the month, like we are not meant to be like out there running 5Ks, right? Like we are supposed to be really gentle with our body. And so I think that's really important. But yeah, I think just really getting to know yourself and your body and how it feels um, is just really helpful in, in, yeah, just tapping into that and really feeling and understanding what, what your body needs, whether that's more vegetables or, you know, less carbs and just kind of experimenting with it and really finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I, I'd like to add to that, that, that another thing that's very helpful is being willing to start with a clear decision. Cause sometimes when people want to make these changes, they debate themselves about it or they do it a little and then they judge it. And instead, a great structure is to just make a, a realistic decision, even choose something less than you think you can do and just follow through on it and, and keep it added to your lifestyle. And then you gradually add other things when you're ready. So it can be done step by step, but having that mm-hmm. long view of that, that's, this is just becoming the way it is. It's becoming the way you live is very useful because a lot of people are looking for that immediate gratification Mm. or evidence right away that it makes a difference instead of sticking with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely just, you know, looking at one foot in front of the other, right? Like just kind of that like slow movement. Yes. Like having that like big picture goal and like sticking to that, but then just like showing up, showing up for yourself in some way every day. And whether it's movement, like laying your clothes out the night before getting to the, there are some days where like, I literally fight myself going to the gym like the entire day, but then like I will put on, I get up and I put on my gym clothes so that it's like almost, there's no excuse. And then sometimes I show up and I just do something gentle. Like I'll just stretch or walk or something. Right. But I'm there, I've showed up for myself and that in itself is a win. Right. So Mm -hmm. we just implementing these like daily habits and really, yeah, getting used to showing up for yourself. And then that will trickle out and you'll feel empowered and the rest will kind of start to slowly like fall into place. Yeah, good. So is there anything else that you think would be helpful for people to know about this? I just, I just say, start slow, change one thing, you know, that you can per day. Um, and again, I, I'm, I, I really am a fan of probiotics, but again, I would urge you to check with your doctor. Like if you have any like major gut issues, um, sometimes probiotics, you know, aren't necessarily the best thing. Probiotics too, they, depending on the state of your gut, um, we sometimes have symptoms with pro- probiotics like bloating and gas, and it's really just the probiotic doing what it's, it's trying to, it's basically detoxing your gut. And sometimes when we feel those symptoms, we just stop taking them because we don't feel good right in those moments. Um, but the caveat to that is if that lasts longer than a week, maximum two weeks, then that strain is not for you, or maybe the, the dose is not for you. Um, but that's like a really good place to start. It's mm-hmm. just kind of start getting that added help into your gut. And then slowly just like changing something every day or, you know, finding working with your doctor and finding out what, what works for you and what doesn't. Okay. So that's good to know because it's not, it's kind of like if you start working out and your muscles are sore at the beginning, you know, it's not going to stay that way. It's just your body Mm -hmm. getting back into shape. And so sometimes when you're making changes to your gut biome, that kind of thing can happen too. So it's good to know because as we're listening to our bodies, if, if, something like that happens, you don't want to stop if it's doing what you need it to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of just bringing attention to the state of our gut, right? It is kind of like showing us that, Hey, something, something is up here. (laughs) Right. And then, but as you like stick with it and, and play with, you know, brands or doses and things like that, like it'll, it'll definitely, you'll definitely notice a difference. It'll start regulating and you will feel better. Right. 
All right. Great. Well, thanks so much, Rochelle. It was great to have you on the show. And I think that some of these tips, of course, check with your doctor and, and you know, do do your own personal due diligence before doing these things. But I think there's some great ideas here for people. And also knowing the background of why it matters. Sometimes we, we're so stuck in a lifestyle that we can't imagine it any other way. Like years ago, I used to eat a lot of carbs and a lot of gluten. And then I was told to go gluten-free and sugar-free all at the same time, which at mm-hmm. the beginning felt overwhelming because I started to realize, wow, there's like gluten and sugar in every single thing. Um, but you you get used to the the lifestyle and and that it can become the way it is for you. But I look back on how I was eating then and I thought I was eating healthy. And if I ate that way now, oh my God, I would feel horrible, right? But I would Mm -hmm. never have known if I hadn't made those changes. So I I think being willing to experiment with this and, and for long enough that you see what your body actually wants is an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why when I'm like taking something out or experimenting with something like that, whether it's giving a gluten, I just kind of start by telling myself like it's just for two weeks, right? Like, or it's just for three weeks. And after that, I can have it back. Right. But then you notice your body, like in that time frame, your body does feel better. And then you do realize like, wow, like I really didn't feel good when I was eating these things. Right. So it just makes that like subtle conscious shift. And then, and then you naturally like don't want it anymore. Right. Then you know why it's worth it. So it's not just like that your doctor or your mm-hmm. naturopath told you to. It's you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I see why this yeah. matters for real. <laughs> so I think that that helps people a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Okay. So share with people how they can reach you and how they can access your podcast. Yeah. So the podcast is the Emotional Mastery Podcast. You can find it um, on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google, Amazon. It's on all the places that you can find it. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Rochelle.Christian, and that's R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E dot Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. Um, I am on there. And my website is RochelleChristian.net. Um, so all of my information, I'm most active on Instagram. That's really where I hang out most of the time. So Um, Yeah, you can find everything over there that you need to know. All right, great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Join us for the next episode of the Hypnosis Show podcast, where we will explore the map of how hypnosis can help you go from a place of fear and low self-worth to a position of confidence and possibility. You can find out more about how hypnosis training can help you at hypnosistrainingcanada.com. Get your hypnosis learning resources and free giveaways here. You can also book a free admissions consultation to see if hypnosis training is right for you. And remember to click the button to subscribe, share the podcast with a friend, and we would love for you to leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next time. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.